Good evening, friends. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Mabuki Moseki. And I welcome you to season four. The theme of this season is Alfred Kinsey's legacy. Alfred Kinsey's legacy. We will be looking at this man, Alfred Kinsey, the history um, surrounding his name and his works, and look at or discover how what he has done has impacted society today. There's something interesting about children, about childhood. Childhood is filled with innocence is filled with a lack of experience in many things and with that innocence comes also trust especially to those or trust trusting those who are of a more mature age children will trust an adult because um, they believe that an adult knows better than them and therefore they will actually um, give themselves and you know, be obedient to whatever the adult is saying. Having said that, um, when you look at the Bible, um, many are times when Christ uh, will basically use that picture, the innocence of a child, childhood innocence, to paint what one who is to follow God should be like. And the beauty of childhood innocence has been manipulated by many to perpetuate disgusting things, things that are horrific, that are being done to children. And these children, when they grow up, they are so damaged and they think that that is how the world operates. They think that that is how things are supposed to be done. In this episode, we are going to look at something that happened in history, events that happened in history that make pedophilia the sexual molestation of children to be regarded as a normal thing, to be accepted uh, to some degree or another by society. When I say by society, that includes mostly the legal part of society. And to trace this history, I want us to look at a few things. There are books that are listed to be top 10 most harmful books of the 19th and 20th century. And among these books, you have the Kinsey Report. The Kinsey Report came in two volumes. The first volume sexual behavior in the human male the second volume sexual behavior in the human female now at the top of the most harmful books 
in the 19th and 20th century is the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. And this led to a massacre of many um, in Western Europe, especially in the Soviet, uh, in the Soviet Union or Russia. Uh, you remember um, Stalin's pyramids where he massacred many of the Russians and some were even sent to Siberia. Um, the coldest place uh, where they served in gulags or concentration camps. Secondly, is Mein Kampf. This is Adolf Hitler's book, uh, which means My Struggle, the book that led to the Jewish Holocaust, the Holocaust that happened among the, uh, that was done to German Jews, um, Austrian Jews, uh, Polish Jews. And so forth and so on. At number three, quotations from Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao, Mao Zedong, was a Chinese tyrant who was a communist and he exemplified the same things that were done by Stalin in Soviet Union. And at number four, you have the Kinsey Reports. This is the only American book that you see in the top four of the most dangerous books or the most harmful books of the 19th and 20th century. And as I said, Kinsey Reports, the Kinsey Reports came in two volumes, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male and Sexual Behavior in the Human Female. And what we see today, now coming to our time, there is all over the world, in most countries, there is this trend whereby repeat sex offenders are released back into society. They serve time, they are paroled, they join society. And while they are released, they repeat these crimes, these sex offenses. They carry them on and on again and again. Why is this the case? Has it always been like that? No, there was a time when sex offenders would not even be paroled. They'll serve their full time in prison. But there is something that happened in history that changed all of this. And what did happen? There was a change in the laws concerning sentences pertaining to sex offense. And this change was triggered, was catalyzed, was begun by the Kinsey reports. Kinsey reportedly went to a state in the U.S. stating that sex offenders will not repeat their crimes. They rarely repeat their crimes. So they should be paroled, they should be released back into society. This was in 1949. So he went to every state advocating for them. And he based his advocacy of the things that pertain to the law, to the legal code, 
on his so-called scientific research. So is that the, all these findings and all these recommendations that he's making that are backed up by scientific research that he has done. So the legal committees, what did they do? They changed the sentences, they changed the laws, and offenders were probed. Um, they were given less sentences. Why? Because this man said, well, according to the scientific research, they really uh, repeat their offenses. This is very, very interesting. Today we have many um, who have molested over 200 children. They've been going through the same cycle. They are paroled. They get arrested. They serve time. They are paroled and so forth and so on. They continue the same thing over and over again. I want to quote Maurice Ernst, um, who was a lawyer in the U.S., one of the last day in the U.S. during that time. He says, no bar association, law school journal, or less committee can consider sex laws without the Kinsey study. And he also discovered that the Kinsey studies touched every aspect of the penal code of America. He saw that whatever he has found out from his researches, it always went back to the law. It appealed to a change of law regarding sex offenders. You can almost see and smell and sense that and hear the rumblings that this man, Alfred Kinsey, the motive for his researches was for a change of laws. Specifically laws that deal with sex offenses. Specifically laws that deal with morality. He wanted to normalize and legalize sexual offenses and sexual aberrations. You can always smell that. You can almost hear that. You can almost see that just from this. Now, what were some of his findings regarding this issue of sexuality, especially in relation to children? This is what his scientific research concluded, or so-called scientific research. That 100% of children are orgasmic from birth. Therefore, children can benefit from sex with adults and even incest. And both of these things were illegal in America legal in many countries but there are laws that are now changing this uh, state of things there are laws that are now trying to legalize this and they make reference to Kinsey's findings that 100% of children are orgasmic from birth and also that now children can benefit from sex because of that fact scientific fact. If the premise is that children are orgasmic from birth, therefore it means that sex will benefit them rather than harm them. Another conclusion from this premise was that children need early explicit school sex 
education. Why? Because they are naturally sexual and orgasmic from birth. Therefore, they need to be taught. What kind of sex education? Explicit sex education. And that early in their schools. And today we see books of a new order in our schools that teach this to our children. The third element is that children need masturbation, heterosexual and homosexual acts to be taught in schools. So you have this scientific research that came up with findings or conclusions that sexualize our children that flood the minds of children with sex from an, a very early age. Now, something that happens um, or that, that, that's done when you're doing a scientific research is that you run experiments. And here he said that 100% of children are orgasmic from birth. Therefore, you have to actually conduct an experiment to come up with that conclusion which means that Kinsey used children in his experiments to come up with his findings or conclusions if that's not the case then it means that he lied about his research now let's say that he used children which children did he use? Did he consult with their parents? Which parents agreed to have their children used in that sense? What sort of experiments were being done with these children? Who was having sex with them? To make a conclusion that this child is having an orgasm. In our next episode, we'll look at the ways in which Kinsey Alfred Kinsey gathered his data to come up with his conclusions. Good evening to you and welcome to Thinking Out Loud podcast. Thinking Out Loud, shaping your destiny. We are on season four, Alfred Kinsey's legacy. And today we are dealing with the second episode, which is basically part two of this. Um, the first episode, we're looking at um, pedophilia, that Kinsey's research basically promotes pedophilia. And I just want to do a little recap uh, that will lead us into episode number two today. From what we covered last in the last episode was that some of the findings of Kinsey's scientific research were that 100% of children are orgasmic from birth. Therefore, children can benefit from sex with adults and even incest. So it could be an uncle and a nephew, um, or uncle and niece, um, auntie and nephew, uh, father and daughter, mother and son, or vice versa, father and son, whatever the case, you know, uh, because he really didn't um, 
restrict it to heterosexual as you will find out in the third point that he brings out or that comes out of the premise that children are 100% orgasmic from birth and the second point is that children need early explicit school sex education so children need to be taught at school um, the form of education that they are being taught the form of sex education that they are being taught should be explicit that's what came of this finding and the third element or the third, third, third point is that children need masturbation and heterosexual as well as homosexual acts to be taught um, at school basically so this would change the curriculum school curriculum to include sex education explicit sex education for children and we see that happening all over the world um, in recent years here in Southern Africa we have had that books of a new order in our schools in elementary schools where children are being taught sex in an explicit way so today we are basically going to look at Kinsey's research methods as to how he obtained this data, how he obtained this information that he compiled and said, this is my research, these are my findings. Join us as we look at that. What would you think if you learned that some of the most important scientific research of the century may have been based on fraud or if not fraud criminal experimentations on children what if you learn that the results of this research are exerting a profound influence on our society today ranging from how we deal with sex offenders to how when uh, and what are children being taught about sex as well as the why they are being taught about sex and the way that they've been taught about sex at schools? It's important to know how Dr. Kinsey's inclusion of children in his sex studies in the 1940s has an impact um, on today's society. And also, it's important to know how he carried out these studies what methods did he use to obtain such data or information about children now the finding is that humans are 100% orgasmic from birth were derived from individuals who could not give consent I'm talking about two month old babies I'm talking about children um, we are still infants, children who are still um, 2 years, um, 4 years, 10 years, 11 years, and the youngest was 2 months. You can just imagine how does a 2 month give, a 2 month old give consent to be experimented upon as far as sex is concerned. Do you think that there was a parent who would sign a consent form and say, no, I subject my 2 month old baby to this test? These are things that ought to make us wonder and, and, and think um, about how Alfred Kinsey arrived at his findings with all this research, scientific research that he promoted in the, line, in the late 1940s. Having said that, we can only come to this one conclusion that the data 
was procured from uh, from children through a criminal activity and to be specific sexual abuse of children this ought to make one shudder this ought to make one sick this ought to make one stomach churn up because you have a scientist so-called scientist who subjects children to sexual abuse to come up with information that he submits to authorities and this information touches on the legal aspect of sex sex offense and not only that but also gets to the education that is being taught the children in schools this is very serious the understanding that we have today of childhood sexuality and normal childhood sexual development as it is believed and taught in academia today comes from the experimental evidence documented in Kinsey's reports that were published in 1948 now based on the Kinsey data and findings sex researchers formulated a theory of childhood sexuality that has influenced everything from laws against molestation to how and when sex education is taught and now it's important to know that Kinsey did not openly promote pedophilia but he provided quote-unquote scientific basis for it he felt that the reaction of adult child sexual relations was hysteria on the part of parents and authorities he believed that young boys needed the help of older people to develop effective sexual techniques and he recorded that adult sexual contact with young girls are a source of pleasure to these girls and may lead to a better socio-sexual development in their later lives now let me just repeat that in simpler terms dr alfred kinsey said that from the perspective of science it is a need it is important it is fundamental for boys to develop effective sexual techniques and this can only happen if they engage in sexual acts with those who are older those who are sophisticated those who are experienced in the act he's not saying i'm i'm promoting pedophilia but he says well boys need this experience and for them to get this experience they need someone who's experienced and who's older to teach them that and then he says concerning girls well sexual relations with adults many males be it uncles cousins fathers to young girls is a source of pleasure 
for the girls. And this any sexual contact of young girls with adult males can lead to a better socio-sexual development in these girls' later lives. So it's not damaging, actually. It, it, it promotes their socio-sexual life. This he says that is science. This he says that it is scientific. And when you look at women, ladies, females who have gone, who have been molested at a young age, their experience and they will, and 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 the evidence that is there will actually negate with a landslide what Kinsey asserted in his so-called scientific um, findings. There's a prominent um, sexologist who was um, basically the co-author of uh, the Kinsey Reports. Uh, his name is Wadel Pomeroy. This is what he said. He said that the Kinsey research uncovered many beautiful and mutually satisfying relationships between fathers and daughters. Now, that's very sick. I mean, for, Pom- for Pomeroy to say that the sexual relation between fathers and daughters that is implied and promoted by Kinsey's reports is one of the most beautiful things. That's very sick. I wonder if he did that with his children. He went on to say in his book, um, Boys and Sex, there's uh, another book that he wrote called Girls and Sex. But in this particular book, he wrote that about the possibility of loving sexual relationships between children and animals. So you can see that he was promoting bestiality and that among children. Children can have loving sexual relationships with animals. So they'll be their pets and stuff like that. So after this, after these findings, so-called findings by Kinsey and then Pomeroy, children were then sexualized in pornographic magazines such as Playboy, uh, Penthouse and Hustler, uh, where, you know, their genitalia is exposed um, and stuff like that. So because there is this scientific backing that says, well, sex will actually benefit children. This adult magazines, this adult industry magazines now started sexualizing children. Child pornography went up. And today we have problems with child pornography. They find their strength, their anchor in Kinsey's findings or Kinsey's reports. Now, it's important to note that before Kinsey, psychologists had rejected the idea that children are sexually viable until the age of puberty. Basically, before Kinsey's you know, reports, studies and findings, psychologists basically said, well, children, they are not sexually viable up until they reach puberty. That's when now um, their bodies are ready for sex and that's when they begin 
basically uh, experience orgasm. And that's in a simple way. But early in the 20th century also, we see Sigmund Freud who paved the way for Kinsey by asserting that children were sexual. But, th but that their sexuality was not acted upon until puberty. So, so basically their uh, sexuality of being, them being sexual, being, them being orgasmic is uh, dormant up until they reach puberty. So Kinsey's report then, uh, his reports, they radically altered this perception by Freud. And this resulted in the spawning of an entire industry based on the notion that children have a right to sexual relations at any age. Now, this perception has resulted in challenges to laws that are protecting children against sexual exploitation. And there are some countries where there are still those, where those laws are still in place, but when it gets to the education, you can see that children are being taught explicit um, or the kind of sex education that they have been taught is explicit and they are exposed to it at a very early age. And there's something interesting about education. When you are taught something and it relates to your body, something that you can do, there is this urge to experiment. And that's basically how pornography works. People watch pornography, eventually want to try out the things that they watch and they engage in um, this sexual acts that have been portrayed um, in the pornographic clips, videos, or pictures that they feed their minds with. So when children are being taught explicit sex education at school, sooner or later they are going to try it out. Education is one of the most important tools in the hand of an educator to change an individual's behavior not only individual's behavior but to change the behavior of an entire generation so we may have laws in some parts of the world that are strict regarding sex offense and sex offenders but the effect of Kinsey's findings and research and studies, we see them in the sex education that is being fed our children. In the next episode, we will look at what happened to the children from which this data was derived. We want to find out what methods were being used and go into detail and see what really happened during that time when this information was being derived from this children. The information that was used in the research and published in the reports. Join us again next week on Thinking Out Loud podcast on a Monday at 7pm. Thinking Out Loud, shaping your destiny. My name is Wilkin Moseki. See you next week. Same time, same place.